Hello and welcome back to Behind the Mic with me, David Cotter. And after a small two-week hiatus, I am back and energized and ready for more podcasts. This week's guest is Claudia Savage. She is a journal in training. Claudia, it's fair to say she's gathered a handy number of followers on TikTok over the last couple of months. 16,700 to be exact. She provides regular updates to her followers on all of the main current events and so and political stories across the UK and Ireland for the most part, but she's not limited to those two geographical areas. This podcast is a fairly interesting one. Claudia is from Northern Ireland and she reveals how much abuse she gets online from sharing s- stories from the Republic of Ireland and the UK. Uh, people from both countries are seemingly willing to dish hateful comments her way fairly easily once they hear her open her mouth and hear her accent. The episode In this episode, she also reveals some of the vile DMs that she has received for creating videos regarding immigration in Ireland. And yeah, really, it's um, ridiculous when you hear what's kind of been said to her. And I think she does a video on her own channel about some of the, the abuse that she's gotten via DMs on Instagram. As has become customary on the latest episodes of Behind the Mic, we delve into the left and right divide currently witnessed throughout politics in the Western world. And of course, my reach out to you guys, the listeners. Please share the podcast, and not only does it help my podcast grow, but it also helps a lot of these other young Irish creators increase their reach and grow their platforms. You can see the podcast on the usual platforms, Spotify and YouTube. And if you're sound, drop a rating and a subscribe, people. So, without further ado, here we go. Another episode, episode 30, introducing Claudia Savage. Claudia, lovely to have you on. And uh, I believe you are my first journalist guest. So, welcome to Behind the Mic. Thank you so much for having me, As I said before, it's a... It's just very exciting that someone like is liking what I'm doing. So yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, no, I like most of the people I have on are, are like yourself. They're kind of creators of some sort or they're doing something out of the ordinary. No, I suppose to, to someone that's listening, they might think, sure, look at these two, like they're only just posting on social media, but it's different to what everyone else is doing. Like there's like the amount of users on TikTok or Instagram is far less than the amount of people that are actually creating it. So I like getting to talk to other people, get their opinions and stuff. And um, you particularly interest me because you are a journalist and that is an interesting profession in 2023, I think, because you're open to a lot of criticism. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because especially because I'm sort of only starting out at the minute. So the like the reason I started doing the TikTok, especially about like politics and news, is that it was sort of just a way for me to build like a second portfolio. Mm. Uh, and plus, like when you're doing so, like with doing my course now in Manchester, you're sort of limited to what like the publication that you're writing for. So everything that I'm writing like professionally needs to be like Manchester based because that's where I am at the minute. Okay. Um, as you're talking about, I'm going to go back to Belfast, so that be the engine, but. On on the TikTok, it's my it's my page, so I can talk about whatever I want to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, and I can like cover whatever stories I want to cover. Yeah. So moving forward, do you reckon that most of your um your your news will be like mainland UK based news because that's where where you're living? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where I'm living. That's that's where I'm living at the minute. But okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm actually like my course is literally finishing like this week, so uh, I'll be starting my first proper big girl job uh back in Belfast. So it will probably be mostly mostly Belfast based and hopefully uh a lot of politics based. As I said, it'll just be a case of like starting out and when I get into it and sort of seeing what they want me to do. But um from like the interview process, it seems like it's gonna be very politics based. I'm sure we're better in the world to report in politics than the North of Ireland. Yeah, the North of Ireland, the UK at the moment, and then you have like thrown into the midst of it just in general in Europe, like the Americanization of all the problems that like probably don't exist a hundred percent here, but are definitely being inherited, you know, in certain aspects. I was talking to um I'm not sure if you're you've seen him on TikTok, but Politicori. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to him a couple of weeks back about the Americanization of or yeah, the Americanization of issues in Ireland, the UK especially. Um mm. and like just how how kind of almost manufactured some issues are because of how readily available we have their news now because of social media. No, definitely you get a, like so much like sort of culture war like bullshit like especially so like one of the videos I did not that long ago was about uh the gender recognition bill from the Scottish Parliament so the Scottish Parliament passed that bill and it was designed for like trans people to be able to get like their gender recognition certificates so it was just to make that process easier but sort of a lot of controversy came from it that 16 and 17 year olds would also be able to get mm. it that was sort of neither here nor there because it had passed that bill was created it passed in the Scottish Parliament so the point of video that I was making because like my sort of content is politics focused was the fact that the Westminster government blocked that bill from becoming law so the issue was devolution so the issue was the Scottish Parliament who are their own parliament and their own government passed this bill and Westminster essentially said we're not going to let you make that bill Mm -hmm. so that was what the video was about but the comments on that video are just all about like trans bathrooms. And like, I think they were saying there's like, there's like just, I think there's just over a thousand trans people in Scotland. Like Scotland is tiny and that bill affects such a tiny amount of people. But all this like shit that was pure like Fox News and I and and people (laughs) like who are in like, like in Scotland, in the UK. And I was like, your head has been like filled full. They're sort of ignoring the what I think anyway, what I think is the more important issue, uh, in the sort of political recognition there to talk about fucking shit that they've been hearing from Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that this is definitely uh stemmed by Jordan Peterson and the likes of Ben Shapiro and all these type of people online, you know, like that's that like the trans issue is such a funny one, like because it's it's such a, a one that you have to tiptoe around no matter what opinion you have and like it didn't like I can't remember it before like I'd say I probably would have came across Jordan Peterson maybe for the first time maybe a year or so before COVID like because I probably wasn't that into YouTube and stuff like that when I started you know like I bought his books and everything like I was a massive fan like and to this day I still find some of his you know like um things to live by good I just think he's gotten a bit mad on Twitter. I'm kind of like, you know, for someone who I kind of looked up to and, you know, like um, would have taken a lot of his instructions on board. I mean, as in like, you know, about responsibility and 
you know, um, I suppose acting like um, a traditional inverted commas man, you know, like, you know, knowing your place or whatever. Um, but Jesus Christ, he is gone. Oh, he's gone very left to field, or I suppose right to field with his kind of um, tirades on Twitter. But like back to that problem in Scotland, that is that is 100 percent. I can imagine your comment sections like 100 percent Jordan Peterson fans. And then there's the other end of the spectrum, probably like fanatics of like Sam Smith's blow up suit at the weekend. Like, you know, yeah. so it'd, it'd be just so funny, like to see it. No, well, it's, it's mad, but I don't mind stuff like that because usually it's people, when things like that happen, people tear each other apart in the comments. So no one's really focused on me. Yeah. Like it's not, I don't actually mind that because people are murdering each other. It's if it's less <laughs> comments, there might be more people talking. To you just stoked the flame. Yeah. I'm just like there and then people are just fighting in the comment section. But I think that's interesting. I was just thinking about something when you were talking about Jordan Peterson about how a lot of people take on his advice. Mm. Because like, Again, it's like you were saying from sort of both sides of the road, like people who are critical of Jordan Peterson to completely, and not to completely write off everything he says, like mm. I do think he's a shithead, but you have to understand why to say that there's no there's no appeal is to be, is mm. wrong. Like obviously, like that's sort of, I don't want to say the trick, but like he gets you in with the things that make sense. And it's important to remember too, Jordan Peterson is a psychologist. A lot of the things that he says about psychology are, are fairly sound, but it's when he starts to go into politics, which again, people forget he's a mm. psychologist. He doesn't know anything about politics, really. Um, but because he has that sort of sound basis and he sort of ropes you in with, the, with, with advice that is genuinely good, advice that is genuinely helpful, mm-hmm. and then it sort of is this pipeline. But um, like, so like I did my dissertation about stoicism um which people don't know is like a it's like very ancient philosophy but that was (laughs) but a lot of the things and so like a lot of things in stoicism we still talk about and Mm. like part of the like part of the angle of my dissertation was about stoicism in in modern self-help and it's like a lot of things that Jordan Peterson and a lot of these other right-wing figures can espouse about personal responsibility, mm-hmm. about being in control of your own life, about being in control of your emotions, um, but how those messages can sort of get co-opted. So even like to say that the sort of masculinization of it, because I found stoicism to be incredibly helpful mm. um, and things about being in control, being in personal responsibility, but those sort of messages are only really targeted at men despite the fact that they can really, they can be really... Like ancient stoicism, is it? Yeah, well, ancient okay. stoicism, but um, that's, it is also very present. A lot of the mm. themes from ancient stoicism, they might not use the word stoicism, but as I say, those sort of themes about personal responsibility, being in control, um, those themes are only really targeted towards women, or towards men, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, When they can be just as helpful to women. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, yeah, the, the same things apply. And I found with Jordan Peterson, like I kind of <clears throat> once I had kind of read his books and and actually implemented some some level of what he was saying, you know, I pick and choose what I like from what he said. And then I kind of almost and then you hear him saying things and you're like, yeah, I think this is where I outgrow, you, you know, like to yeah. to an extent, like because 
I'm quite critical, like, and I, I would say I'm an absolute centrist to the to the best of my knowledge. I think if someone sat down and talked to me. So when I see him going on kind of tirades like that, I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, like. It, it's and like you said, like it, I, you can see the draw with with these people and the online um, personalities like like the Andrew Tate's like Jordan Peterson, like these people pushing, you know, the kind of heavy masculine um ideologies i suppose or the red pill ideologies um like i said to like i was talking about this to Corey as well um it's kind of it's the way they speak the charisma the the mannerisms you know like they're very attractive to a young man you know especially now like we live in an age where we see everything through social media as men and women and it's not the healthiest um way to view life i mean because like we already said probably one percent to five percent of people that are on tiktok are users so you're there seeing there's our 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 creators sorry so you're seeing the maybe one percent of the population's life um no myself and yourself are very dull compared to some of the lamborghini driving uh six-pack wielding you know like men and women out in dubai and whatever like so we're not getting a true representation of what it's like to live a normal life so when you hear these people you know spouting their kind of you know mantras and their kind of ideologies it's so attractive because you're like whoa if i listen to this guy i'll have exactly what he has or exactly what she has like in in actual fact there isn't a fucking hope like you know unless you really go down their rabbit hole maybe and you know you meant or get them as a mentor or something like that something crazy but like it, it is very scary how hypnotized people can become, especially young men and especially younger women, because if you're not thinking critically, you will just be snapped by these. Yeah, absolutely, because that's sort of the thing, like with with anyone, like with any sort of figure, uh, like whether it be political, whether it be an online figure, there has there always has to be a line like if like. Something that I want to say, like when, so first, like I did a video about Andrew Tate. I don't know if you remember, like uh, that was like about a month ago when those voice notes were released okay. of him. It was in relation to his Romanian uh, sex trafficking thing, where mm. he was just it was just recordings of him saying really like even worse things than he said on TikTok, like really horrific things about women. And all of the comments on that video were about like that's fake, that's an AI, that's like a fake voice. Oh, but the thing that the thing that got me about it was that there is there is nothing that he could do if he will openly say like openly talk about sexual assault openly talk about all of these horrific things that he has done or wants to do and that doesn't put people off then that mm. means there's no line there is nothing that they that he can do that would ever switch those people off mm. so like you were saying with jordan peterson like yes there was the stuff that makes sense and then eventually it got to, there was the line it got to the point where it was like right okay i'm, I'm mm. getting off the train now but there's some people that that will never get off the train and again that's um like that is true with everything even with like say like with political parties if you're think like and a lot of people in the north are like this but they have they just vote for one party they've always voted for that one party and there's nothing there's nothing that party could do to lose their vote. No matter mm. what that party did, they'd always vote for them. 
and there's nothing any other party could do to win their vote. Yeah. So like if you're not engaging critically, if there's no if if you're just a supporter without evaluating who you're supporting, then like again, like in whether it's political, whether it's online, then you're always gonna run into problems there. Yeah, that that's an absolute fact as well. Because if you go into a conversation with someone that you know what their answer is going to be about a topic before you even talk to them, it's like what is the actual point? Like and so that kind of harps back to like your your parties here are in the UK are the same as in, in the United States. Like if you know that someone is going to answer you with the, like if someone's a Republican, we'll say in the US and you ask them a certain question about climate change or something, we'll say, you know, fairly with it, probably 70 to 80 percent certainty that they will probably be quite dismissive of it. And you know, like I, I'm not sure what an example now that would be the same for the Democrats, but there probably is something that you know that they would agree with too, just straight out of hand without, you know, just because it is a kind of party point. Like, so yeah, that that's very interesting thing. Like to 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 not have the ability to um, actually have a constructive conversation with someone because you know full well. That and I suppose the idea of of the conversation is never to make someone change their mind, but it's just more to like, let's have a conversation and let's see where we go, because I'm sure if the two of us disagree on something, but we can arrive at a common ground, that's better than two of us saying climate change exists, climate change doesn't exist. Let's just park it there. It's like, let's find somewhere in between the forks well for both of us. Like, so, yeah, that's that's a dangerous one. All right. To be fair. Something and I know this is maybe sort of tangentially related to what you're saying, but something that I've I've wanted to make a video about for a while, but I know I'm gonna get so slated. So I'll talk about it here and see how it goes. <laughs> um, but the so it's like you're saying about how people just can't not even can't agree, but just can't have a conversation. Something that really, really, really gets me on my videos and it happens all the time because I'm usually like when I'm talking about politics if I say the north of Ireland mm. all the comments will be like northern Ireland northern Ireland if, if I say Derry London Derry London Derry London Derry but then sometimes right sometimes it makes it just makes more grammatical sense to say northern Ireland instead mm -hmm. of saying northern Ireland I say northern Ireland all the comments north of Ireland north of Ireland north of Ireland and it doesn't matter what the video is about like that's it as soon as they hear that terminology not only have have they switched off, which I can tell by the fact that the comment is nothing to do with the video, it's just to do with the phrasing that I use, but also they will assume a lot of things about me. So mm -hmm. most of the time, most of the time I do say North of Ireland. And literally for saying that, people are like, oh, you're a Sinn Fein, you're an IRA propagandist. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And like David, as, as a man who's who's watched a couple of my videos, I don't think like I don't I don't go in on a hard line, particularly anything. Like, I try to keep it fairly facts-based. I mean, you can tell, I'm not going to say you can't tell from watching the videos what side of the divide I'm on, but I don't, like, I'm not real, like, you know what I mean, going in hard on, on in on one party mm. or one line necessarily. But then just from saying that, people will assume every, everything about me. And then they'll shoot, like, people say that, that I'm telling lies or that I'm deliberately leaving things out, which is never the case. And again, that that assumption just purely comes from the choice of language that I have used. And again, I like that has even, that's actually happened in videos where I say both in the same video. 
Mm. Like I, at the start, I'll say North Ireland, and then at the end, I'll say Northern Ireland, and there still be comments from both both sides correcting me, even though in the video I said both. Because like at the end of the day, I understand where people are coming from. Obviously, North of Ireland implies that you want United Ireland, and Northern Ireland implies that you believe in the existence of the Northern Ireland state. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about the same geographical landmass. Yeah. So it really doesn't make that much of a difference yeah Which again is why i know i know if i made a video saying that people would roast me because everyone cares yeah but it's like what's it's like we're immediately having it, it immediately takes any conversation down to the lowest common denominator mm-hmm. when we're talking about whether or not it's northern ireland or north of ireland we're not talking about we're not talking about political issues we're not talking about the economic issues we're not talking about the things that people are facing on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm not even talking about we're not even talking in a in a meaningful way about what it means to be part of the union or what it means to be in a united Ireland. we're literally just talking about words yeah no i think that would actually be a very good video and like to your point about you not coming down on either side that was one of the things i was actually going to ask you um later on anyway was like because from my point of view watching you like i I was going to ask you, how do you keep your opinions out of it? Like, because to me, you seemed very um, impartial, not impartial. I know you have your opinions, but you keep them out of it. Like, and I think that's a very, I think that's the sign of a really good, like journalist. I I don't know, but from reading, you know, like, because if you go, especially in American news, okay, you go to CNN or you go to Fox and you know what side of the coin you're going to get. But like with you, that was one of the kind of things I was watching. I was like, geez, that's good to see, you know, someone starting out on their career path that has um, a certain amount of integrity so far. Um, who knows? You might be waving the red flag or the blue flag down the line, but who knows? Uh, but, you know, like I thought that was very good. And I think the fact that you're talking about that is very interesting. But I think it kind of harps back to people um especially on in on social media like they want to assign you to a side without you assigning yourself to it it's like you know like if someone hears me saying something about jordan peterson they'll be like oh well he's you know right wing and it's like no that's not what that means like it just means that i have been interested in him there are certain things he says that i agree with there's an awful lot that i don't agree with I think it's that's the idea of being a centrist, but I think centrists are very afraid. And I'm not sure like which way you lie. I'd imagine left of center, um, but definitely not like far left or far too too far any side because that's dangerous anyway, like if you're far on anything. But it's um people just want to assign you based on what you say without having any prior knowledge of your family circumstances where you've grown up the circumstances you've grown up in the this you know like there's so many factors like that could influence your political decisions or political um, allegiances which you clearly don't really have or well you probably do have but you might just keep them under wraps because i'd imagine that's quite um that's probably especially in your part of the world a very dangerous topic to get into um and you probably want to know what you're saying well and well scripted so that you don't tread on anyone's toes i would imagine but yeah it's it's kind of a shit show to be honest the, the way that you kind of get assigned a certain side based on a, a word 
or a phrase that you've used and did you did you intentionally use the north of ireland and northern ireland in the same video to kind of like just give you know to satisfy both sides of your followers no no i genuinely didn't because it's one of those things so I I make an effort to try and say North of Ireland because it is a better descriptor of my beliefs. Like mm. you're saying, I don't come down on either side because the videos aren't about me. They're mm. not about what I think. Like they're about something that's happening. So like we're here and you're asking me like, yes, I'm a nationalist. I obviously it would depend on the conditions of the referendum, but I am in support of United Ireland. And Again, I don't have, it's like you're saying when people put you in a box. The reason I don't have an issue saying that is because I, of course, like I'm a human being and I have, I have views, Mm -hmm. but that may, that doesn't affect necessarily the way that I portray things because I'm not like pushing an agenda. Like I, Mm -hmm. I don't think I should have to hide things about my identity or things about my personal views to sort of like protect the integrity of my work. Mm -hmm. Because I think that like, I would like to think that it sort of speaks for itself and that I will be, I will be reasoned and like present things the way it happens. But it's like you're saying, people, people sort of push that if they can tell certain things. So yeah, the one where I said Northern Ireland and North Ireland, it was just, it literally just was a coincidence. Yeah. But like sometimes, because like you're, when you're saying North Ireland, you're just talking about Ireland. You're just talking about the place. But mm. like when you're talking about politics, when you're talking about things that are happening in Stormont, like Northern Ireland exists, like it exists as a place, Northern Ireland separate from the Republic. And that's me saying that is not, that's not an endorsement. Of course it's not, as I've just stated, I'm a nationalist, but sometimes it just makes more sense to use that term. Yeah. Um. so it's, yeah, it wasn't intentional, but so I, you just kind of use it interchangeably without even thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what what do you think then, like, of people from uh, the south of Ireland saying stuff like um, the north? Because I think I said that to someone before, and they got really offended. Yeah, like, oh. I'd say that person was probably unionist. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember who I was talking to. Like, and I was like, "Oh, up in the north." Like, you know, it was just the biggest throwaway comment. I wasn't even talking yeah. about religion or politics, but I was just on a boat, like up in northern ireland like I, oh my god i was like what have i actually said here i had no idea what i was after saying i think i think it was a girl some somewhere one time and she fucking tore strips into me i was like what the hell is going on here no i know some people get a real like stick up their ass about it but the thing that weirdly got me like just speaking about people from the south so like a video they made that didn't actually get that many views but it was about do you know like the anti-migrant protests mm. like, that's happening a lot in, in the south at the minute and it didn't i don't even think it, it didn't even get ten thousand views but there was loads of comments so clearly it, it went to the wrong people it went mm. to the call was coming from inside the house like it went to the people that were probably at them protests yeah and a lot of the comments were really 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 hateful mm. the weird thing that happened was because that was about something like that was about a, a protest that was happening in dublin and a lot of the people didn't agree with me. And a lot of a lot of the people were like things people were saying was really like partitionist. And I didn't really, I'm not gonna say that like I haven't I haven't I've never lived in the Republic. Mm. Obviously, I, I like I'm interested in the politics, like would go there a lot. Um, but 
so I didn't realize that a lot of people still had a sort of partitionist thinking so people were saying like oh you're like like fuck off like you're from the north like mind your own business like don't talk about what we're doing as if like we're separate and you're not like you're not entitled mm. to talk about things that are happening in the republic because you're not like the sort of interest you're not one of us you're yeah. not ours you're like, not born fucking hundred kilometers over the border yeah. you know what i mean and it was really weird and i was like oh my god because I've, I've used to getting like at that point i've been used to getting shit from like unionists from people who said <laughs> you're an ira propagandist no one wants get yeah. it from people like in the republic who were like step or even people were like people were saying oh you're, you're like you're a prod from the north like stay away and all and i was like like when you get hit that's how i sort of feel like i'm doing a good job at staying impartial is the fact that yeah. i'm getting hit from both sides yeah that's true that's true that's but actually a good sign that's that's so funny that like it's not funny like it's 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 very sad no, it, is. it literally is funny like it, they were it's like funny but it's it's so sad like because like obviously you're you're you know your politics and stuff so you're obviously aware with the aware of the silent majority um <clears throat> idea so like i would say for myself again it's because uh the statute of limitation has been so long for me i know very little of the pain that was felt, you know, obviously with the troubles and things like that. So in a sense, I'm desensitized to it. So to me, you talking about that news would never bother me at all. But I think that there is people on the apps like that are just like raring to go for a fight because like I kind of generally get the same amount of views and likes on all of my videos and rarely do people comment because they're not stoking any flame. And Jesus, the second I had Corey on talking about vaccines. Oh, holy shit. Oh, my God. It was like common central. And they were just all ripping into him. Like, so it was, it was clearly an anti-vax like um, cohort that decided to jump on that video and just smash, <laughs> smash him to pieces. But like, yeah, it goes back to like, there's a very small minority of people for which you speaking about that is a problem and again it just goes straight back to assigning you into a certain demographic or or nationality or you know like a religious sect like whatever it is that you know with preconceived ideas based on your your accent i just think it's it's quite sad but it is it is quite like yeah i know what you're saying it's quite funny and for you, it's probably good with the impartiality thing again. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure how, like, because to me, the TikTok comments are a bit like Twitter. Do you find that it's a bit like a fucking free for all? Like, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I always think about it, too, is that especially with these online communities, it's almost like performative. So people like I don't I think it gets to a point because this is what I not noticed too on the videos I have lots of comments you'll see the same comment over and over and over again but from different people so it's like obviously like you've been on TikTok when you click when you click on the comment section to write a comment you're looking at the comment section which means you can see what people have already written mm. like it's happened to me before I went to comment on TikTok never anything hateful not a cyberbully but <laughs> like when you click on and I'll see someone that has has commented what I was going to comment so I'll usually just maybe, maybe I'll like that person's comment and I'll go on with my life but there'll be loads of comments that are the same thing over and over and over again so people are commenting so they're like it's almost a performance to the other the other people who agree with them of like oh look i'm 
like we're together and and we're all this community and we're going to bash this person because mm. they're saying something that we don't like and then you know what I mean it's almost like they're showing off to each other yeah. by being like oh we're all going to comment this and we're all going to like each other's comments and we're all going to reply to each other's comments about how right we are and it creates this like echo chamber where everyone's yeah. just talking about like how right they are all the time and they never have to because then even like if I, if I am I'm saying something in a video that they don't agree with if they see that on their free page that might make like for people who aren't that's critical that might make them feel threatened mm. so when they go in the comments and there's a hundred comments of people saying oh she's a stupid bitch <laughs> shouldn't be talking about what she's talking about but then do you know what someone said to me the other day this is very unrelated but some of the like some of the comments you have to laugh someone said she looks like the melted version of the scream mask the version of the screen mask like jesus screen christ mask but no that was funny but you know what i mean so some yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they're like oh look she's 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 ugly she's stupid she doesn't know what she's talking about yeah, so i'm yeah. actually i'm actually still right she's saying something i don't agree with but she's a stupid dumb bitch and there's a hundred <laughs> so like i'm still correct and then that and then that person can scroll on and then be happy with their life if they were they were right the whole time and they don't have to listen to me because or a stupid dumb bitch that looks like a melted screen mask. Oh That's my god, I mean. that I'm telling you, some people's imaginations are gaslight. But honestly, like you, how could you have roiled someone up so much? To, like this, this is what I'm saying. Like, there's no way. I watched your videos. There's no way in hell that you, someone scrolling past your video saying this fucking bitch. Like, you know, I'm gonna fucking, you know, like this stupid dumb bitch or whatever. Just type and then just go merrily on your way, like scrolling again because. I always think, what the hell does it take for someone to actually want to comment on a video? I'm like, I, not that I'm super busy or anything, but the time it takes for you to actually click into the comments, click in, type, I, I just don't see the appeal. That's what I mean. I know it's so cliche, but like that, so that like video that I did with the migrants, I said I didn't get loads of views, but uh, when like, the, so I posted that one like quite late. So it was sort of like I posted it and went to bed and when i woke up in the morning I, i'd got a lot of hate comments but this was the first time someone had messaged me so this person went to get through i thought you can't message someone you don't follow you can't message on tiktok but they went they so obviously went onto my tiktok profile which is linked to my instagram and they went onto my instagram and they dm me on instagram and they said you are they said you are one stupid ugly bitch and this was the one that was talking about the migrants and they said you should take some of the rapists into your home. Think you'd enjoy having them around you. And the rapists being the migrants, is it? Yeah. Okay. And it was really like, and I like literally, I, I woke up and read that message. That was the first thing that I read when I woke up. Talk about setting yourself up for a good day. Literally, it was a great day. Jumped out of bed that morning and got my porridge and all. But no, uh, opened the like, door for the, the, the merrily crew coming up the road. But yeah, when, yeah. like, so when I first read it, I was real. Obviously, it was very, it was very unpleasant to read. But then I, like, I was thinking about it, and that person, that person had sent me that message at at five in the morning. So I was like, that person was scrolling, and again, like, probably you see the they're not, they're not off even their that. head on fucking something, or else they're a lazy bastard that or lazy bitch, which whichever one of them. But they're just not doing much with themselves anyway if they're texting someone at 5 a.m. Like Yeah, because it's it's I know it's so so cliche to say like, oh, you should like for like bullies or like for controls that you should feel bad for them. But genuinely when I really thought about it, it was like I actually do feel really bad for that person because there is no 
there is honestly there is no video on the internet I've and I've seen some really like obviously shit that I really don't agree with mm. that would inspire me to go to someone's page and direct message them something that bad and especially yeah. for my videos which aren't that incendiary I was like that's a really that's a really sad and angry person and mm. I really hope uh, and gen- genuinely like i really i really hope that their life gets better because that's not that's no way to live yeah i wonder i wonder how bad they must feel that they have it in order for you just to talk about the story for them to take an offense by it because you're not giving an opinion or you're not saying everyone we've said i don't know where that was a fingless the the things the big march was on so everyone in finglish should open up their houses to the migrants like you're not saying that like why don't we all open up our houses to the migrants and allow everyone one migrant to every house you know um you're not saying that so i wonder why someone is so disaffected that they feel that you just telling a story of what's happening or reporting on it is an attack on them it's it's kind of a strange i wonder i wonder what what it is like i would have yeah i can't even like uh come up with something as to why someone would be so disaffected and take it out on you now i know people can't like and this isn't justifying about a, a bully or you know some shit comment but i know you know maybe maybe like you can think of the scenarios maybe they had a terrible experience with someone that was foreign and you know and maybe you stoked their memory but i don't think that's the case for most people like i think it's just it's an underlying issue and i don't i I don't even know like if it's a if it's a foreigner thing i'm not sure that with the with the the migrants i'm not sure if it's a foreigner thing that people are actually angry about deep down. I wonder if it's more like harping back to like the root cause is like more of a housing crisis than a foreigner issue is what yeah, I, I think that's very, I think that's true, but not true in the sense that it's accurate. I think that's why people are annoyed, but mm. like that stems from a misunderstanding. Like the housing crisis, again, I think it's so funny because like a big hashtag that's associated with the anti-migrant movement is hashtag Ireland is full. Ireland mm. is full. When Ireland is one of the Ireland is one of the only countries in Europe that has a lower population now than it had in the early 1800s. Ireland has five million people. That's half the population of London in the entire island. So and and yes when you when you point that fact out people always say yes there is a housing crisis. The housing crisis has been caused by years of the government selling selling council housing into private rental markets and not building any more social housing. Mm. And even the targets that are set now by the government are not, I think it's like, it's definitely at least a few hundred thousand or no things like, it, like 10,000 houses, too few. So the point yeah. is that people, people have are pointing out a, an issue that exists and correlating that with an incorrect cause. So to say mm. that, the the housing crisis is real but when people are taking the housing crisis and and actually me and my boyfriend were talking about this the other day but the housing crisis is really is a really complex like political and economic issue that's been come like coming since like the 70s late 70s early 80s has been brewing to the housing crisis that we're currently experiencing and the solutions are just as complex just as political mm. so 
and this is me like being derogatory towards people who who feel like this but it's if you take a complex problem and you give it an easy cause then that problem suddenly has an easy solution so mm. instead of if you can write off all this political and economic history that's led to where we are now with the housing crisis and say it was caused by it was caused by that man over there that that migrant mm. he took your house that's why you don't have a house then the solution is easy so kick him out of the house put him back in his own country and then i'll take that house mm. and then and that's yeah. it and that's so the easy the easy solution the easy problem creates an easy solution mm. so that's i do agree i think that's why you can't say like i don't think you can necessarily say that all people who are anti-migrant are xenophobic i think a lot of them do attribute that to the housing crisis but again that's not that's not it's not accurate so you can't really you can't endorse it as if it is i know but what like the point i'm trying to make is i don't think people are wise enough to understand that like i understand that and you understand that but i don't think that people understand complexity issues because like like you know politics and economics they're also interwoven and they're like i'm completely to agree with you on the fact that like issues are far more complex than people can give anyone credit for whether that's politicians or the people voting or things like that it's like it's very hard to do anything right at all so it's almost we're in kind of um a, almost like an endless cycle of firefighting issues rather than preventing them which is kind of the state of and i i think that we in ireland we like we love to say like oh look at germany's housing model and things like that and it's like if you go to like yeah germany's housing model might be slightly better but if you go to berlin like my brother was saying to me he was like oh you know like i'm going to berlin in the end of may i think to do some medicine placement or something like that he's he's he works actually with the nhs and he's I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but he's doing some placement in that he's wanted to do for years um, in a German hospital. And, you know, he was saying to me beforehand, he was like, oh, you know, like, I, I can't wait like to see how cheap the accommodation is there because um, the German or the Berlin model for for cheaper housing in the inner city is so much better. And I was like, yeah, I can't wait to see that. I was like, you're going to get some rude awakening if you if you think you now the quality of housing for the actual I think the cost of living might be slightly better there, but like the quality of the housing, you're in one of the richest cities in Europe. It's not going to be that much cheaper than Dublin or Cork or uh, Galway, you know, any of the other cities in Ireland. Um, but I'm after fucking losing my train of thought there now. Um, but yeah, the, like the complexity of these issues is far more than people will understand. Yeah. Um, and I think people like to do what you were saying there. They like to assign, um, a, a really simple um solution to a, a, a an issue that's so complex like because we all know that there's a lot of housing in ireland that aren't being used we know that that's like one of the biggest things there's ghost towns left over from the recession that if someone had a couple of million to pump into them that they'd have houses but we also know that many of the kind of young professionals and all these people don't want to leave cities. They don't want to live in the countryside and things like that. So there's that too. And then <clears throat> you have the, obviously the fact that people are failing 
to understand the issues and be um jesus um feel sorry for and not, that's not the right word but feel sorry for you know the migrants and understand their situation they're coming from for the most part war-torn countries um yeah because it's ukraine and it's kind of afghanistan isn't it for the most part and then you probably have and which i think is the biggest issue with at the moment is you you're seeing all this stuff at the moment so the the dislike for the migrants coming in and these marches and fingless and stuff like that and so for people that might be mildly on the fence when they're hearing this kind of rhetoric say someone who's slightly right-leaning and you're hearing these kind of far-right groups kind of rising and they're saying something that maybe you had kind of a slight agreement with and you're kind of edging in towards and you're like geez they make a lot of sense you know like these guys make a lot of sense you know and what they're saying and this fundamentally i think like this is the crux of the issue it's going to feed into like this awful feedback loop of where these irish people will hate the foreigners in turn they will abuse the foreigners the foreigners will get an awful perception of the irish people and for the most part, it's not all like that. There's people, for the most part, most Irish people are very welcoming. Again, it's the noisy majority are kind of ruling this. And yeah, sure, you know, you know better than me, like you're a journalist. These these things like make for great reading, like as well, you know, and people kind of want to hear it. And it's your job. It's a journalist's job to report and stuff like that. But it's just unfortunate that actually reporting the story almost kind of stokes the issue because we'd all know that if no one heard about these these um, marches and things like this, it probably wouldn't be as big as an issue, you know. But I think, but that's sort of true. But I think it also feeds into just like responsible reporting. Mm. So you can always get like you can do if say if you're doing a story about like Finglas reporting or the Finglas protests then if you just went there and asked like 10 people who are at protests for their views, you're going to get respectfully probably a rake of shite. Mm. But you will understand something more about why those people feel like that. And again, that's still, even if I, if you don't agree, if you don't agree, which you shouldn't, but you shouldn't agree with what their message, which mm. is that we need less migrants, that that will solve the housing crisis because it won't. But they're still... As um, a, a group of the population that's expressing a problem and the problem is the housing crisis so you can sort of extenuate it to that but again like you can and you can also report on that by getting say a comment from someone who's an expert in the housing crisis or from someone who's an expert in in migration studies who knows about why the things these protesters are saying aren't true and those two things can be presented in the same story so it's like mm -hmm. Even I know like it's like a wee bit bullshittier, but like in the TikTok that I did about it, uh, because their their angle was Ireland is full. So I pointed out that the population numbers show that Ireland is not full and the mm. housing crisis is not being caused by a huge influx of population because there are places in the world, like as I said, like London has half the population of Ireland mm. or has twice the population yeah. of Ireland. So to say that Ireland is full, it's not. Mm. If there's a housing crisis, it's been caused by other things. So again, I get, I get, because a lot of people say that too. I know, uh, I think you and Corey talked a bit about uh, Enoch Burke. Oh, yeah. But because he's he's an example of someone where I think if you stopped reporting about the problem, it would go away. Yes, so, like, yeah. Say with, like, say with like the migrant thing, 
those migrant protests, those people are really angry and they're trying to start a movement. That's not going to go away if you don't report on it. If anything, mm. reporting on it and reporting on it in a balanced way, reporting on it with facts, reporting on it with opinion from experts might help to change the discourse around that a wee bit. Mm. But then I do think when you get into, and like I've done TikTok about Enoch Burke, but like when you get into that sort of sensationalism about something and it can it it can cross that line into is it worth talking about this anymore? Like mm. I think like today he got like removed from the high court. Is he I still think. getting removed from places? I He's swear to God, he'll be removed from prison when he gets put in there next. Like yes, but that's just so crazy too. It's like we were saying about I know we're sort of like back to start again, but about the thing about how if there, there's some people and there's no there's no line they won't cross like. People, there are still people that support Enoch Burke, even though he's the most embarrassing man ever. I, I don't understand know what that. you think about what do you think about the whole issue with with the school, with the, with like with the transgender student. Everyone should be able to recognize that his behavior is extreme. Is just embarrassing? He's fun. a moron, like <laughs> literally. And there are people that still support him. So I'm like, there are, those people are past the point of where there's nothing that man could do that would ever sway their support from. But as like you're saying, I think. When you're just to make it back to your actual question, when um there are certain things, I think people are sometimes a bit quick to jump on the media and to jump on journalists and say yeah. like, oh, you shouldn't be talking about this just because we don't agree with something. Which again, like I don't agree with the anti-migrant protest, mm. but like they're they're part of the society that we live in. They're talking about issues that are affecting people. Mm. Uh, I think those are important, but it is definitely true that there are stories where the media just gets into a frenzy and like there's bound to be journalists that have just spent the past like however many months following Enoch Burke around the country what like to take pictures of him getting kicked out of places by jars yeah how like how difficult like there's actually a couple of things I wanted to go back to your comment section as well um, but I'm going to stick with this for the time being. I'll come back to your comment section on your TikTok. How like how do you make sure that you're reporting impartially? Because like. I suspect that's very hard. Like how like is there a framework that you're using to make sure that you're like. Yeah, is there a framework you're using to make sure that you're not imposing too much of your views? Because I, I know it like some of your views will come into your style of writing, whatever you do, like to try and. I suppose your job isn't actually to to st- to not allow people to know your views, um, but it's to like actually just convey a proper like you know version of the story and factual events. Like, um, but how do you how do you remain so impartial? Because yeah, I'd, I would just imagine that that's fairly difficult. Is it? I I do and I don't think it's difficult. It's sort of is. I think I might have found it difficult when I was a bit younger. I've sort of got over like my own self-importance now of thinking that like my views are important. Again, like if we're in a scenario like like me and you having this conversation, like if you ask me my opinion, you'll get it. But I don't it's like why why do I need to get on TikTok and start going on about what I think? Because realistically, like who gives a fuck? Like everyone has an opinion. But what it takes a bit of skill to do is like to research something to put it together like to put the facts together in a way that makes sense to people especially on tiktok when you're doing when the videos are like i try to keep all my videos less than a minute and a half because mm-hmm. i put them on instagram and reels can only be 90 seconds so to do the whole story in 90 seconds 
and again in using terminology that people can understand and with tiktok trying to make it entertaining so that people actually watch it like that that takes a bit of skill it doesn't take any skill to think something like to think an opinion which you fucking know from listening to anyone because people just talk shit yeah so uh i i just try to i try to let just let the the facts speak for themselves yeah and also i just think i like i don't really have an issue i think it's like you're saying too about how people will like if they are associated with a party like and particularly i think this is something that's coming from america too but it's like if you vote for this party you have to agree with every single thing that they Mm -hmm. think like it's sort of like the tenet of democracy is that of course there's no one party that's going to represent every single view that you hold you just have to go with the party that's closest to you so i have like i voted for different people at pretty much like every time that i voted and like i don't have an issue with like being critical of like say like Sinn Féin like Mm. again people have accused me of being a propagandist like you shouldn't have an issue with saying yeah like I vote for this party or I support this party but here's something that they do that I don't like Mm. so if if like there's a cause that I agree with or a cause that I support that has done something that I personally don't agree with I don't I'm not going to not talk about that because it conflicts with my personal views because I can say like like it doesn't make me a hypocrite to say like this group that I support in other ways has done something that I don't necessarily agree with right now Mm. so in that sense the impartiality it doesn't it's not too difficult to come again like if this if you like put that clip on socials, all the comments would just be like, oh my God, she lives. Has anyone heard her previous videos? Impartiality yeah, yeah, isn't her thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People act like I am like, yeah, as if I'm always pushing, pushing a secret agenda. An agenda, yeah. Jesus, I can imagine. Um, is it, um, yeah, so I, I'd imagine there's a lot of skill in trying to write an article that isn't slightly leaning in one direction or the other so and that is the skill that you're saying like but then again like what's interesting is most journalists i presume like if they're a good journalist will go to the source of the information like whether it be a cso or you know like um with vaccines you know you'll go to the medical actual you know like data you won't be taking your your readings from cnn or fox or you know like or i don't know rt news you will be going to the root of where the data is coming from yeah. yeah that's kind of something that i was speaking about with Corey as well because i was asking him the same i was like you know like as far as i know he doesn't have any background in in um journalism or anything like that i think it's data analysis which is very useful if you're coming to conclusions and things um so he was saying as well that he would always go to the root of the the statistics he would or the data he would get it from source just to make sure that his opinion isn't clouded by anything see i think it's sort of it's sort of what speaks to impartiality too sort of why i don't find it so difficult is that when usually when people are calling you out for not being impartial they're not saying anything that's either useful or is true so like 
I would say sort of the main thing that you get with impartiality is people say, oh, she's she's leaving something out or she's she didn't say you didn't say the full story or you didn't say this. Uh, but they don't say they don't. Act, no one ever comments and says what the thing is that I've left out or mm. the, what the thing is. But they're saying, oh, she's not saying the full story. So like they just want me to say something else. If that makes yeah. sense. So like say like with like the migrant things to be like, oh, she didn't say that. She didn't say that migrants are like committing so much crime. And I'm like, I didn't say that because it's not true. So mm. most of the time when like I think about the facts and like as reasoned away as I can and anything that I, I deem to be relevant. And of course, as you say, that's going to be influenced even subconsciously by my personal views. But um people people put what their version of the truth is onto my version of the truth. And if they don't match, they say that I'm not impartial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> it's all it's all funny, like it's it really is. People are people are mad. And this this kind of feeds back into your comment section now again. Do you get many positive comments in your in your your comment section? I do. I actually do. I do get some sometimes. <coughs> That's nice too, because like me. sort of what like motivated me to start doing them is that like how like people have been talking to journalism for like past like 20 years about whether or not print is dead so like because mm. obviously like like when was the last time you bought a newspaper i don't even think i have i have actually a subscription to the athletic but that's a sports thing like so that's yeah. a sports subscription i don't think i have a subscription to any other news service i had one to the economist i don't have it anymore but that's what I mean. People don't people don't buy newspapers anymore. So people yeah. have been talking about whether or not print is dead. But I think now we're going to be starting to talk about whether or not broadcast is dead. Because this is like you see, if you talk to someone that's like our age or younger, like they don't even watch the news on TV. Mm. So we're not even talking about whether or not newspapers are dead. Now we're talking about whether or not TV news is dead because people don't watch free view mm. TV. If they're watching TV, they're watching Netflix. Apart from that, they're on their phones and they're on social media. Mm-hmm. so i wanted to like sort of like bring the news bring current first on like to where people are to where young mm-hmm. people are because that's how they're finding out things like sure you know yourself how many like like all conversations like nowadays are started by like oh there was this this lad on tiktok was saying this or i seen mm-hmm. this girl on tiktok he yeah, said yeah. This. like that's where a lot of people's conversations are coming from and uh, so occasionally like speaking my comments i'll get like if i get a comment and someone will say like oh that's that's really helpful like i didn't understand this and like now i do yeah and like that's what's it that's what it's about yeah 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 no no it, it means a lot it's like it's like when i get a text you know if someone texts me about podcasts like it's it, it does make you feel really good now i've never ever once had a negative comment about the podcast or you know how it's done or you know how an episode turned out i think the only negative thing is when i ever ask someone for you know like constructive criticism and they say something about maybe i curse too much i cursed too much at the beginning i don't think it's an issue anymore um and if I ask my girlfriend, you know, is there something that I'm doing? And she'll she'll spot it straight away and she'll say it to me because, you know, like she's list, she listens to all. She's my biggest fan. <laughs> she, she listens to all of them. God help her. And, you know, she'll be able to pick up on how things change throughout episodes or whatever. Um, 
But yeah, it is, it is it is really nice, isn't it? When you get like a nice comment or if someone like, you know, shares something for you, like because my biggest thing at the moment was I wanted to push people towards rating the podcast because I think that's a really good gauge of, you know, like um, people's interaction. And you kind of like, I think it's better to have, you know, like a diehard core of maybe 30 or 40 people that listen to your podcast rather than getting a thousand, you know, one in a one-off episode and then five every other every other episode you know so that's kind of what i've been kind of pushing for and i think when someone gives you a rating or something like that i'm kind of like oh good man or good woman you know like or if they message you loves that episode i had a message one day from someone telling me that they just wanted to reach out and talk to me before i got too big that i wouldn't see the message and i was like jesus christ i said if that ever happens I said, I said, I said, number one, I said, that's never going to happen. I said, because there's not a hope in hell. I'm far too lazy to push it enough and to make enough content around it for it to go big enough. But um, it is it is really, really nice, isn't it? Like when you get a compliment, like um, it, it's you'd be surprised because it might give you just that little bit extra. You know, when you think about packing it in or say you get a shit ton of comments, a bad comment. Say you do a couple of videos and really top issues that people don't agree with. And you're getting fucking scream, melted scream face, house the rapist, you know, like, and you're just getting a shit on a shit by Latchu. Like, you must be thinking, what the fuck am I doing? Like, you know, and then you get someone like, oh, well done. Thanks for explaining that to me. Like, you're like, oh, that's why I'm doing it. You know, like, it just takes one really nice comment. And you're like, ah, I'll keep going for one more. Anyway, you know, it just gives you that little kick. No, even you asked me to be like on this podcast. I was like, I can't believe that anyone actually like is giving a shit. Like it actually is nice. Um, and sort of yeah, on the like the point of like niceness, like you do like you notice the people who are always liking, like even if they're not like commenting, but people that are always like viewing and always liking, like you do notice those people. You start to like recognize like recognize their usernames, mm. and like that's like really nice too to feel that someone is like they're almost like the silent supporters you know what yeah, i mean yeah. people that you can tell are are enjoying it yeah yeah and you you know which of your kind of um because i always say you know like at, at the start of my podcast i'll always be like you know if if you are one of the people that would share it on social media please do it or whatever but you just like you know some people just aren't the type of person that'll share it on social media they've never put up a story in their lives but you know they're listening to the podcast like because they'll be able to talk to you if you meet them out or you know like they'll be like oh i love that episode or whatever but they'll never share it but you'd know that they wouldn't share even a photo of going out for drinks or something on their story so you kind of don't mind that either like you know and you'd be surprised like because i bet you get it because you i don't know do you have what do you have like 12 or fifteen thousand followers like on tiktok now uh, like 12,000 now. Yeah, so I assume you're probably getting to the point of where if you, if you go on a night out, you're like, oh, yeah, I saw you on TikTok, like, or whatever, stuff like that, do you? Not really. I'm thinking it might, it might, I think it might happen when I move home because, oh, like, yeah, a lot fair. of my followers are, like, still Irish. Like, Manchester's a nice city, but it is quite small. It actually, it did happen a wee bit when I was at home because I did, like, these are, like, way back in my TikTok, but I did, mm. like, I used to do like vlogs when I was working at Tesco. 
and like, oh yeah you started like vlogging didn't you on tiktok it wasn't always yeah. the, you weren't always the news anchor you were no i wasn't i wasn't i literally started that was where i started i still do i still do those i think i'll do them i'll do them more when i start my new big girl job and people can see what i'm doing but no that was how i started and then like people would come into the tesco's and like recognize me as like the tesco girl so it'll be nice when i get recognized for being like the journalist girl instead yeah. of the tesco girl but <laughs> I only get it like if um, now and then, like and my follower base isn't really, it's more kind of like, you know, for me, it's people that kind of know me that will listen to the podcast. You know, they might not follow me on Instagram or TikTok, but their friend might and they might share it once or they might talk about it. And you know that it's being passed on via mouth because you're not seeing it on social media. So like I might be out and a different town or a different city like and they'd be like oh yeah you have the podcast don't you like or whatever and it's kind of like oh god you know we, at that moment you're like oh god that sounds so cringy when you talk to me yeah. about, about my podcast i'd like just crawl up and die in a hole i feel like that's such a like Irish thing too though where yeah. you're like oh god don't talk about anything i'm doing like, <laughs> yeah. i just live in a hole and no but then it wasn't like dude like both of us will know as well like being from Ireland and doing this like posting like a video of yourself talking yeah. or like doing anything that's like remotely like like I know yourself like with the podcast and like being with TikTok once you start to pick up a wee bit of steam at least you have that wee bit of validation of like okay like a few people are starting to care now mm. because when you're doing it at the start and like that would be my advice to anyone too is that like if you have a wee bit of an inkling of like maybe I want to start a podcast maybe I want to start doing videos on TikTok then just do it because at least you'll know like as like, like I don't know if it's the same for you the podcast but for ages like with my TikTok I was like maybe I should start posting on TikTok but mm. maybe I start doing it and for months and months and months I was thinking that and now I'm just like imagine I had started like I only really started committing to posting like every single day I'm doing the news content in like October November and mm. that's like where I've grown most my followers so it's like if I had started like if I had started a year ago when I was first thinking about it and mm. instead I was like talking myself out of it because I was like oh it's so fucking cringe I was like everyone like everyone will be judging me everyone will be talking about me yeah and it, but it's like no one would probably like, be your own media outlet by now literally I but like it's like no one no one actually gives a fuck and like once you start doing it like it's so cringe at the start it is so cringe but like after a while the shame wears off and then mm. you just feel good because you're doing something that you enjoy yeah yeah that's that's very true actually like because I remember before I even started <clears throat> I was always just I first I had a photography page on Instagram I have no I've no real interest in photography like you know like obviously if I'm on a hike or a walk something I'll take it I'll take a picture but I had no real interest but I think it was for me I was because I had always wanted to make a podcast since they they were on my new year's it was on my new year's resolution for goal as a goal in 2018 or 2019 like it, it was a long time I didn't start it until 2021 so that'll tell you how long it took me to grow balls to actually get it going um I started and yeah I started the photography page and then I kind of let that die out because it wasn't for me and then I remember I moved to Galway and I was just like okay 
you've moved now is the perfect time to start this and just go the first episode it was just like i was like oh my god what am i even going to make it about what am i going to do what are people going to think uh, i actually called the first episode just fucking uploaded or something which was a very accurate representation of how i was feeling before I, before i pressed the button i was just like and then look away and it was yeah. like oh shit it's done and then i put up my story and i was like oh my god but now it's and now i just don't care like you know sometimes i do struggle to listen to myself still you know when i'm listening back and i'm editing i'm like oh god you coughed there or you did something stupid there stupid question but really, it's like the only one that ever notices you making Thank these you. mistakes is yourself. Um, it was like my girlfriend was making um, a presentation the other day in her PhD. And she was like, oh, my God, I stopped. I couldn't think of a word for something at the very start of her presentation. She was like, I couldn't think of a word for something. And I stopped there for like so, some amount of seconds. And I was like, I can guarantee you if I, I've had this conversation with so many people on the podcast that you were the only one that noticed you were definitely the only one that noticed i was like if i think back to the amount of times that i was staring at my lecturers probably and they were silent trying to think something and i was just like hmm you know like i took no notice of what they were doing or saying people are just in the process of trying to think about what they're saying it happens in conversation all the time you don't have to just feel everything and you, you don't have to be able to continue and go and go and go and fill every second. It's 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 interesting, but it, it does. It does take a small bit of conies to kind of start your your creative and creating like for yourself and to put yourself out there, because ultimately for you, you're going into a realm where you are going to be slated because people will have opinions, whether you don't show an opinion or not, you're going to be slated. So that kind of takes it a lot tougher of a personality I suppose in a way mm, well absolutely but what like advice that I got like from other people who are in social media was that like if you think of like the nicest like the most soundest celebrity that you can ever think of like the most unproblematic just lovely lovely person who's always so nice if you go onto their Instagram or go onto their Twitter and you go into their comments there'll be people saying that they're a wagger Mm. so like there's no like it's it literally has no basis on who you are as a person yeah and the other thing i would say i always say to people too about like the sort of bravery that it takes to get started is that like don't be worried about being cringe at the start because being the being cringe is actually good like that's good because i feel like you get like I especially I feel like as Irish people sort of in like our sort of national consciousness to just feel so ashamed all the time mm. so like you sort of build a tolerance to shame in like the same way you build a tolerance to drink like first mm. time you drink you might get drunk off a smirn of ice but then like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're going out for a while the most, the most Irish um comparison I've ever seen done like, just... <laughs> <laughs> that's right but then like after a while like you'll be able to do a few shots of tequila and like still be on two legs yeah so like the first time you post a video you will be like oh my god I am gonna kill myself like I literally thought like when I first posted a video I was like I'm gonna delete my TikTok I was like I'm gonna delete that account <laughs> delete the whole thing I was like it's so embarrassing and now like like one of the videos, I don't know if you've seen this one, you probably would roast me for this, but I did a video about uh, it was about the GAA, right? But I don't know, like I, I do like I do like GAA, 
but I don't know anything about soccer. I don't know anything about English football. Like I know a wee bit of rugby. Like, oh, this was was this the one with the sixteen players? The all yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, I don't know anything about it. But I I knew about GA, which is what the point of the video was. And then I was like, oh, I'll do like a wee analogy because I know I have some English followers. I'll do a wee like comparison to English football. So I said like the Premier League final. Oh, yes, <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. I was I thinking thought... where you were going. I was like, I heard it. I was like, did she just say Premier League final? No, so... literally. And I got so slated and and I got so roasted. But that was the thing, right? That video got like 90,000 views. Because all the comments were like, oh, fuck. The fuck Your haters the made you famous, man. Your haters Literally. made you famous. Yeah, that's gas. I actually remember listening to that. I was like, what is this? What is this fucker after smoking? I was like, what is she? No, after? literally. So I got yeah. fucking slated. But then when I was thinking, I was like, I was, I was sort of taking it as a bit of like pride. Because right, here's the thing too. If I had a meal, because a lot of people were like, oh, she's supposed to be a journalist. If, if the story that the video was about had a mistake in it or had something that was really wrong, I would take it down because mm. you can't be saying things that aren't true. If I yeah. made if I made a video and there was something in it that was wrong, I would have deleted it. But yeah. like that was just like a made up scenario to talk about what I actually wanted to talk about. So that's why I left it up. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, that's actually like, like not to be pat myself on the back, but I said, you know what, fair fucks me because that whole comment section I got fucking obliterated. But I said, you know what, one I deserved it, and two I think like, it's putting my engagement through the roof, so I'm gonna leave it up. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like the first that first video that I posted that was so uncontroversial, it was literally nothing. And I was like, oh my god, I have to delete my account. And then I can get a like now I can have a video up that has nearly a hundred thousand views and all the comments are slagging the fuck out of me. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. if you if you want to do it and you're like, oh my god, it's so cringe, it's so cringe, like do it because every single it will be cringe, like, but every single time you're gonna build up a bit more tolerance and then you'll be able to keep doing it. And like you know what I mean? Think of it on the other end of the spectrum. Do you ever be like, do you ever be out with like one of them people who's like too scared to like go up and ask for more red sauce? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> one of those ones where you're like fucking wise up. Like, yeah, yeah. that's it. All you have to, you just have to embarrass yourself so many times that you don't feel the embarrassment and shame anymore. Yeah. And I think like the worst thing for us Irish people, <clears throat> this is what I found anyway. It was, it was the thought of what my closest friends would say because I was, it was, you know, like that. I, it was, it would, it was a surprise to them because I don't think I told anyone that I was going to start it. Um, and then, like, I had, you know, obviously, like when you're out with the lads, like or whatever, like, and they're like, "Oh Jesus, you know, you've this guest on this week, what were they like, or whatever, like, or you know, mocking something that I said something in one of them, and one of the lads copped onto it, like, and he was mocking me for the whole session. Like, I can't remember what I said. I think it was, it was from one of my episodes with one of the hemp farmers, but it, it wasn't mocking the hemp farmer. It was mocking me and something I said I said in it and he kept the whole day he just kept going and I was like I was like at least I know you're listening anyway I said you're listening to all of them because it was such an obscure episode that I thought you know if there was you know that's a very specialist episode maybe people wouldn't really you know enjoy it or whatever and I was like good to see you're listening to all of my episodes anyway or whatever like and he was laughing at it but yeah it's like you think and I actually remember saying to my girlfriend I picked out two people that I thought I was going to get a hammering from over it. And I actually got a message from both of them. And one of them goes, actually, one of them was like, what the fuck are you doing, Cotterby? What are 
and I just goes, um, I was like, yeah, I, I just explained it or whatever. And one of the other, what the exact other guy texts me and he goes, are you going fucking crazy, man? <laughs> like that. And I was like, I think possibly maybe I am. And uh, yeah, since then, like, you know, they'd actually be, they're very good. One, one of them people actually um, got me a guest a couple of weeks back as well. Like, so like he's, he's as good as gold as well. Like, um, I'm interested. Beyond that, I didn't care because I knew everyone else wouldn't really give a shit. My parents and family, like they were all really supportive, you know. And I think it's just your friend group, really. For me, that was I was like, how are they going to react to it? And I was like, God, I was really overthinking this in my head, you know, like when none of them gave a shit. I don't even know if they listen. I don't ask them if they listen. You know, it doesn't bother me. Um, But yeah, you kind of make these kind of barriers in your brain and you're looking for excuses not to start something as well. I found, you know, I was constantly looking for something that, that I could go back to. It's like, Oh, I'd love to start a podcast, but this is happening. But I'm, I think one of my ones at the time I was finished college and I had moved home for a year to save money to move abroad. And I was like, Oh, I can't start now. I'm living at home. If my mom and dad walked in, you know, while I was doing an interview, you know, they're so stupid. You know? uh, and then I was like, yeah, you're just coming up with excuses. So when I moved up here, I was like, just start it, just do it and don't look back. And yeah, so that is, that's definitely a good piece of advice. And I think we'll probably finish it there. Um, do you have, any parting words or pieces of advice that you can give to any young women or men out there that want to create or are interested in politics? What piece of wisdom can you bestow on my listeners, Claudia? Oh God. Well, do you know what? This is actually a good question for me because one of the the ones in my course always slag me for saying that I'm full of like useless aphorisms like molly mays like we all have the same 24 hours in the day as beyonce like oh yeah yeah, and, like, yeah. diversity breeds greatness like i like i have my weak quotes but one that i was thinking of there in terms of what we were talking about and one that really like helped me get over the 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 sort of bump of shame to starting my tiktok but is don't kill the part of you that's cringe kill the part that cringes don't kill the part of you that cringe. Say that again. Don't kill the part of you that's cringe. Kill the part that cringes. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's a good one, to be fair. Very mod and very fucking, uh, very useful if you want to do any sort of creative endeavor, I would say, because, yeah, yeah, it, it is. But then, it, yeah, that would be just me picking into it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it as is. <laughs> But all, also, I'm going to I'm going to get you on in future again to have a chat because I actually have uh, meditations by Marcus Aurelius that is burning holes in my desk here that I'm going to read so we can have a chat about stoicism. Oh, and, I would love to do a full episode about stoicism. Yeah, I actually have a philosopher coming on next week, um, I believe. A modern day philosopher well like he's he's a young lad like you know he's not in a toga with a big beard and curly hair <laughs> you know, he's he's modern day philosophy. Um but yeah, I'd love to have you on again. I think it'd be a pleasure if you were up for it. Definitely. Absolutely. Cheers. Thanks very much, Claudia. Thank you, David.